Welcome to Overheard at Chica's Cafe, and I am Chica, Sonia Iris Lozada. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Overheard at Chica's Cafe. And today I have a longtime acting friend, Norma Maldonado. Norma, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Sonia. It's an honor to be here. I'm so glad that you asked me to join you in your conversation. So thank you. We've been at so many of the same auditions for like decades. Yeah. Not that many decades. We are only 30 after all. <laughs> <laughs> My mom used to say, in cada pata. Yeah. I say 30 plus, meaning that, yes, I am 30 plus. We're not going to go there. <laughs> yes, exactly. We don't, we're ageless. Yeah. Whatever you want to see us as, fine. I Yeah, I don't mind my age, but other people seem to have a problem with ageism. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> same thing with me. So tell me, I looked at your bio and you've been working quite a bit. So tell me what's been happening with you lately. Well, what's been happening with me lately is what's been happening to a lot of people in the industry. And that is right now we are doing self-tapes. We have to become director, we have to become photographer or cinematographer, whatever, wardrobe, makeup, the whole nine yards. Sometimes it does take away from the focus of the work because I have to make sure that my husband, who's helping me, knows what he's doing. He's not a, an actor. He's an engineer. And sometimes I'll have a beautiful take. And then when I look at it, my earring is backwards, my collar is turned inside out, and then after 20 minutes of yelling at him, I have to calm down and get back <laughs> into character. <laughs> it's fun because you have more control and then it's treacherous because it's like shooting arrows in the dark. You don't know if it's going to land and if it does land, you know, and now with the COVID uh, protocols, you know, before I used to walk into a, an audition, feel the room, mm -hmm. the producers are there, the directors are there, you feel their energy, they feel yours, you walk out, and you go, okay, I nailed it. Great. Or, okay, time to go have ice cream. You know, it, that's not going to, nothing's going to come of it, but it was fun. And this time you don't get that, that response. And then for people that don't know, you know, about television, it works very, very fast. So, yes. you know, you get hot, you go in today and then you're on that tomorrow, but that's not the case anymore because now you've got to get COVID testing and go through all kinds of crazy things before. So it's, it's kind of hard because you read for something, you submit it, and it doesn't shoot for a week or two. And then you get pinned. And as each day gets closer to shoot date, and you're like, hmm, I didn't hear. Pin means that they like you and they want to hold on to you and you're in the running. But as it gets closer to the shooting date and you haven't heard anything, and you got to take that pin right out. <laughs> I know. You know, and the thing is, what really is annoying to me, because when they don't inform your agent that you're unpinned. Yeah. That happened to me on a commercial. I called my agents. I go, what's going on? I have not been unpinned. Supposedly it shoots tomorrow. So <laughs> what's going on? I think what that means is that they have someone, they're negotiating with that someone. But if that someone gets COVID, then you got the, your backup. So you're basically that as it gets closer and closer and no uh, offer has been made, I feel we're, I'm just sitting, you know, I'm on the bench. Yeah, but what, <laughs> you know what's annoying to me? And I will, now I don't stick to it. If I get a job offer and I'm pinned with someone else, the fact that you have not contacted me, I'm not going to lose a job because 
You're not paying my rent. You're not right. paying my bills. I got to go where the money is. And yeah. I think that if enough actors put their foot down with that, because I mean, sometimes they put you on hold for like two weeks because they don't know if they want you and they don't know what days you're going to work. But if someone offers me a job, I'm just going to tell my agent, hey, I haven't heard. I can't be as many times as I've gotten pinned and unpinned. There's just no way that I could have that kind of loyalty anymore because this is your livelihood. Yeah. You can't just are, you telling me, are you telling <laughs> me you're that. a pin cushion that you've got so many? I am such a pin freaking <laughs> cushion, man. I look like those old ones that have had so many pins on them. That your little, mother little, had that was falling the, apart. The little tomato looking. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, it's a it's a different business nowadays, and 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 it's hard. You know, it really is hard to because when you're in the room and you feel it, sometimes you walk out and you go, "Oh boy!" I mean, there was one audition I had with this fabulous casting director. I couldn't remember the name of the of the lead character. It was like some name like Charlene, and I kept on saying Charlotte. Charlene, Charlene, and we must have done it 10 times. Norma, no, this is the name. And at one point I looked at him, he looked at me, we started laughing. I go, okay, well, thanks for having me over. And I knew it was done, but now you don't know. And you don't know where, you know, unless you get the script and you can break down and really go for it, you don't know really, you have to kind of guess where the scene is going and make your best bet. And it could be way off. The other day I had an audition where the character was unstable and manic. Ooh, that's a fun one. And yet all the dialogue cheering her child on. The whole dialogue was about inspiring your child and believing in them. And I'm like, where does unmanic so then you got to throw that shit away and just go look i'm going to do what i do and if it works it works and if it doesn't you know then next yeah. <laughs> <laughs> off to the ice cream shop i go <laughs> i know i once went into an audition and i got a, a call back and in the regular audition it was just me and when the call back i had a daughter i swear to you the casting was amazing this girl looked like she could be my daughter Wow. I mean, she just, I looked at her, I go, you, you could really be my daughter. But we went in and we did the uh, audition and the director really liked us. And he goes, thank you so much. I think it was an infomercial, actually. He goes, thank you so much for doing good acting with such a bad script. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Did you book it? No, <laughs> we didn't book not. it. No. Oh, you know what? I've had where I've gone into an audition. And I had to be salsa dancing for the for the part. So I'm salsa dancing. I got the casting director's salsa dancing behind the camera. And I never heard again. So that's, that's the tricky thing. I mean, I did one recently where it was for a commercial. I went in with this lovely couple and blah, 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 blah. And we had callbacks. But then the person that they paired me up this time was somebody that, that I knew. And God bless her. I'm not going to put anybody down, mm -hmm. but it is a visual art. The hair was disheveled. The, the clothes were wrinkled. And, you know, they have a, a vision and then they, they, they see you with that vision and they go, no, next. And then the couple that I had gone in with were coming in as I was leaving. And they said, please come in with us because we have such chemistry. Mm 
And I was very tempted to turn around and I said, no, no. And I didn't get it. I don't know if they did. But, you know, we have to, you know, that's great that, you know, you were paired up with someone that, that really looks like you and you can give your heart and soul out and then you got to let it go and go eat ice cream. I don't <laughs> I eat ice cream. I, just uh, I for, do. for the record, I don't, I don't, I don't eat ice cream, but it's, I'm just, it's just a metaphor to sweeten your life with fat, juicy, delicious things. Fill in the blanks. <laughs> I had one audition and it was a family and I went, it was a commercial also. And I went in, they were, I mean, I hate to be judgmental about this one. Everybody was so bad that the casting director looked so frustrated. And I went, well, I'm certainly not going to get this one. I got it. But you're not with them. No, 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 not with them. But yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that that can work in your favor as well. Yeah, because I know? shined in the midst of them. And yeah. that's one thing that I started noticing um, was before the pandemic is that a, a lot of the commercials that were bringing in non-union people and mixing and matching. And it's like, don't bring down my game, you know, because we do need to work. It's a collaborative thing. You give and take. But when they're not listening to the directions of what you're supposed to do, it, it makes it more challenging. And then you get some people that are so wonderful. They just lift your game and you're like, yeah, but it's a crapshoot. We don't know. And that's why it's really important to keep a steady head in turbulent waters. I remember once. And it was uh, one of those casting classes and they had like a big time casting director there because they don't do this anymore. I, you never hear about them anymore. But I kept messing up the lines, you know, it's in a class. And so I'm like, well, I'm certainly not going to get this part. <laughs> and the whole class laughed. And even the casting director laughed because it was true. I was not going to get that part. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there were, there was one time that um I had a casting director. It was another commercial. And this guy that I was paired with, handsome, I mean, beautiful, couldn't act his way out of a freaking bat. And the casting director, was she apologized to me because I was paired with him? And she says, I will call you in for something. I swear. I'm so sorry this happened. I'm so sorry. I mean, she was and so did you get called in back? Did she call you? Oh, back that, yeah. This 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 office used to call me in frequently. Yeah, and and sometimes when stuff like that happens, I've gone out and I said, "Can I come in with someone else?" I've I've asked that. I I just feel that you know it's not it's not fair, really. No, no, and and you know, casting now a lot of it now for commercials has gone to non-union, which is makes it harder for the actors, yeah. you know, and and so you know during this time of change where it's so uncertain and, and you're you're sending out your work with your best intentions and you don't know where it's landing are they really seeing they say that they watch each and every one i don't necessarily know if that's true because sometimes it takes a while for the scene to warm up and you start with something that you know has a slow build just because of the nature of what the scene is like and what the nature of the Lines are written. And so you pray that, hey, wait, you know, of course, you shouldn't start in the middle of a scene to get there. Something needs to be happening. But it's really harder as an actor, I feel, I don't know, you tell me that you don't know, you don't see, you're shooting it out there in the darkness, and it starts playing with your head. Yeah. And then you got to, then you got to start finding 
a way to not let it defeat you because it's just a business. And the one thing that has helped me through all of this is there'll always be another episodic. There'll always be another commercial. There'll always be, you know, and then you hear some people that, that poo poo the industry. And I'm like, well, who the heck helped you during the pandemic? Uh, what's that? Netflix and chill. Yeah. I don't, my problem is I think sometimes I take too much responsibility. Like it's my fault that I didn't do or get it. And it, it there's so many factors. I'm not getting it. I once got a commercial because a director couldn't decide who he wanted. And he let his 10 year old pick. Wow. I was told that on the set because by the time they got to him, there were like five people. They were all good. He just couldn't decide which one. So he's let his little kid pick because a little kid will, I'll automatically go to who he likes better. There's no filters as to, well, they were educated here and they did this and they did that. They just look at who they like. So he Sonia, had, the kid whisperer. The kid whisperer. <laughs> it's like, bring them on. Kids love me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you bring your kid to the next <laughs> audition? All I want the pick me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and that's true. You know, we do take that responsibility and it's not fair. Would I tell young actors or people who are not in the business and they go, oh, Norma, how do you handle rejection? I go, I don't. I don't handle rejection. I'm not being rejected. They're just not selecting me. It's not rejection. It's selecting. Yeah. It's the same reason why you wear a pair of shoes. I mean, I'm going to a party on, on uh, Sunday and I have a wonderful outfit I want to wear, but it's going to be in the backyard. It's going to be, you know, in the grass and it's going to be chilly. So that beautiful dress is going to stay in my closet and I'll wear some jeans and a shirt. And it's not that the jeans and the shirt are any better, but it fits for what I need. And that's exactly what it is. They're trying to find, and sometimes don't be fooled. And this was told to me by my agent many, many years ago. If you're better than the leads. You won't get it. You won't get it. No, nope. I had a casting director and they picked, she was so mad with who they picked because this woman like really sucked. And I saw somebody at another audition that was in the film. And I asked her, what happened to the comic relief? That was that whole part. Because I'm, I'm quirky. I'm funny mm -hmm. that way. You know, I know I am. So I might as well play it up. So the casting director really was pushing for me. The girl says she couldn't remember her lines. So they had to cut out her whole part, basically her whole part. No comic relief in the film. Hardly wow. any. I know. It wow. was, it was sad. But, you know, and I've been told at one time I was funnier than the lead. So they couldn't have yeah. me in there. Yeah, that's what my agent was referring to. She goes, you know what, D please don't don't be too funny because and, and I have a, a personal friend who was back in the day of a huge soap star, but he was also working on um, a now defunct actor. I'm not going to say his name because mm -hmm. he had a, a, a comedy. He had a sitcom. And my friend was doing both jobs. And so, you know, when you're doing sitcoms, they rehearse all week and then they do the, the, the taping and they do one in the afternoon and then one later. So for mm -hmm. the early taping, I would go to that one and um, my friend would get like the best laughs by the time they, because they rewrite right then and there, by the way. Yes, they do. I've been on sitcoms. Yeah. So then by the evening, his stuff was all but cut out. 
and he was reduced to one or two lines because the lead who was a stand-up comedian who was very brilliant in his time could not stand that my friend who was very handsome soap star had a lot of fans and also was funnier than he was yeah yeah that's so what it is there's yeah. a lot of ego and and that's the one thing as as an artist we need to i feel divorce ourselves from is the ego because that's what hurts it's like why didn't i you know i've watched some of the stuff that i didn't get and i say oh okay oh do i understand why I, this person got it and there was a show that I went all the way up to the bitter end for a series regular. And it was a Latino show and it takes place in a winery, you know, they own, and the woman who got it, bless her heart, was beautiful to look at, but was as entertaining as watching paint dry. And she was working <laughs> against this Puerto Rican actor. I, I assume he's Puerto Rican. He was an actor from New York. His mm -hmm. New York accent was very prominent. And it's like, I'm watching the scenes and like, oh, I would have, you know, loved to have worked with them. The push and pull, the show got canceled. No, show den frauden for my part, uh, which means it's a German word for joy in other people's pain. N not at all. But it's like, you know, you see things and you go, and it's, that's the, I think the hardest part for me in the career is understanding that this is a trajectory. It's not not one job. I mean, one job is not going to make or break you. I mean, it can. Let's mm -hmm. not be. And then it passes and there's something new. There's always something new. Yeah, there was two movies I got passed on. One, I was actually offered the film. Oh, nice. They were told me that they, you know, and a week passes and I still don't have my contract. Well, then my agent calls and finds out that producers decided to offer it to somebody else. But if she didn't take it, then it was still mine. I go, oh, yeah, there's nothing like being second choice here. She took it. Another one I was actually perfect for, but they wanted a name. So Yeah. And how are you going to get a name unless you get the chance? Exactly. They wanted the name. It was like, well, it promotes it. So I really think that doing our own stuff, because we're not at the mercy of somebody else. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm going to do the skits from my, like we were talking off camera, skits that I do just for fun. I'm, they're going to go on YouTube. There's not, not. Well, the, I, I read recently for something that the people behind it did exactly that. They drew the attention of some big name producers and now they're producing their show. Um, and now it, it's running, but yeah, that's what happens. I mean, Lena Dunn, she did a short film. And by the grace of God, it was seen by Judd Apatow, you know, and he backed her up and then she had that show Girls. So the thing is, what I find the key to people who are working, who get, who get stuff, it's confidence. But if you keep not getting the work or you keep getting passed by or you keep getting so close, that's the first thing I feel that might start eroding is confidence. And that's the first thing that you need. You just got to be rock solid in your belief of yourself. Well, that's self-worth. Yeah. And that is something that in acting, you have to keep chin up, you know? You're not going to go in and be all depressed and bring everybody down. You still have to go in and give it your 100%. And it can be exhausting. Yeah. But what is your self-worth? Do you think you should get this? Do you think it's owed to you? What is your self-worth? And the reason I think this is a great conversation is because 
talking about self-worth this whole week. I saw a video. I believe in like synchronicity. Like all these things keep coming up about self-worth. I go, ooh, that's telling me something. Let me work on my self-worth. I know I'm funny. I know I could do a sitcom. That I think that would be easy for me. I mean, it's work. I mean, acting is work, period. But I also see some sitcoms with famous names and it's like, did they spend all the money on the name and not the writing? Well, you know, the self-worth, it's a fine line. You don't want to, you don't want hubris. You don't want entitlement. The self-worth, at least for me, is the knowing I can do this. Because the truth is, the people who have the money, they're really banking on, no pun intended, to have something successful. So that's a lot of times why the names are tried and true. I asked the casting director, why do they keep bringing people from England and, and Australia to play Americans? Well, because they have a foreign following following from, from there, and that's going to be already built in. That's why some of these TikTok people and these YouTubers that have really no acting experience get these opportunities. And, and influencers. You know, but a lot of them, yeah. some of them are good. I'm not going to take yeah. that. They use that as a platform. If they, you know, It depends on who they are. And, and, and I would suggest to any young actor, don't waste your time trying to get followers. You're going to spend your time investing your energy, take an acting class, you know, because the thing is the more confident, if you come in and when I mean confidence, I mean, I can do this. You need me. What do you need? You need me to be a mother who can A, B, C, D, F, G. I got it. Got your back. Yeah. That brings them a sense of, okay, I can trust this actor, you know, and, and it's hard, especially now when you don't get a feedback or you don't, you know, you're not getting that energy exchange. It's hard to know, but you have to create that, you know, and that comes from what you watch on television, what you read online, where you invest your time, who you share your energy with. That all can deplete your energy so that when it's time for you to rise to the occasion, it's already depleted. And the worry and the, hey, will I, won't I? You know, there's no job more important than you at the end of the day. You know, people come and go, they die. There's actors that have been gone forever. Yes, they have classics. You can go rent their movies. And it's it's in a moment in time. Yeah, I don't watch the news. I find it too fabricated. Either, mm -hmm. oh, look at this dog. I mean, it's good to have some good stories in there but i'm tired of war i'm tired of hate i'm tired of anger and us as actors we're very empathic we exactly. pick up all these energies and so i find that i have to work harder at mm -hmm. like being up because everything around me is pushing down and so that's why I don't I don't watch the news and i like watching comedies yeah is this a i want them to make me laugh you know, yeah, I want the comedies to make me laugh. You know what? One of my secrets in Hollywood is what? Tell I'm us. We need to know. I'm a what? vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> but I'll tell you what kind of vampire I am. I I try to stay in class as much as possible. One of the reasons is because you know you and I have been around for many years, mm -hmm. decades. As you reminded me, and. Um, <laughs> But we can sit here and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you're in a class with young upcoming actors, 
that energy, that wonderment, that excitement is so contagious if you allow it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of going, if you just go, tell me, tell me, how do you feel? What, what, what are your dreams? And it kind of clicks in with the dreams that I used to have. I mean, now they're more realistic, mm-hmm. but it's refreshing. Because we work really hard on our craft, but, you know, such is life. It, life is not fair. So, And this business is, you know, if you're the flavor of the month. And you know what? I don't mind being the flavor of the month. Fine. I'm going to book as much as I can. I'm going to milk it because it's not guaranteed. Yeah. And we're not at the flavor. We're not the flavor of the month currently, but still. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there was something else I was going to say, but I I forgot. It went right out of my head, just like everything. (laughs) That was another thing. I bumped into someone recently who I hadn't seen in many years. And they're like, so are you still doing that, that, you know, that actor thing? And, and like it's, it's just a hobby. That, <laughs> and it's because of, you know, you get these reality stars that they somehow become celebrities. People conflate that. And it's not. It's an artist. You know, it's artistry is one thing. And, and I, you know, in my mind, I said, you would never ask a doctor. Are you still doing that doctor thing? Are you still doing that lawyering thing? Are you still doing that teacher thing? Because, yes, the we're not in a business that you start at the mail room and work your way up. You do in a way you do. It's a different type of mail room, mm-hmm. but there's no guarantee you're going to go any higher. And exactly. if you, in other careers, you put in the time, you put in the work, it pays off. And this one, it's, it's a crapshoot, like you were saying. So, you know, you just have to, the only thing you can count on is on yourself and right. go and- back to your self-worth, like you were saying. I've been learning about self-worth and abundance and manifesting and all of this. And basically it all just comes down to self-worth. Yeah. I'm trying to manifest over here. I'm trying to do this over here and trying to do that, but I haven't worked on my self-worth. And I'm like, oh my God, is my self-worth even an issue? It didn't even occur to me that that might even be an issue. So after hearing so many people talk about it this week, I go, oh, something's like slapping me in the face to (laughs) to some self-worth. With manifestation, you can say, okay, I want whatever, X, Y, Z. But if you don't believe that you deserve it, you're not going to get it. You put out that energy that you don't deserve it. They're going to be hesitant to give it to you. It's like, well, if, if she doesn't think she could really do it, you know. That's you give that out confidence that... thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that vibe. When you're not working or booking like you used to when you walk in the room and you're doing this through self-tapes, the desperation level starts to rise and each audition becomes more precious because the other one didn't happen. And that's a trick that you've got to not, you've got to erase the past and come in with fresh energy. I did an episode on my other podcast, Poetic Resurrection, that is called Grieving Dreams. Ah, Because I grieved letting go of acting. But what happened was I let go of acting wanting to make a career out of it, wanting to make uh, a living off of it. When I started saying, I just want to have fun with this, I started booking again. I, for a long time, I wasn't booking. Everything, I went out on nothing. Nothing happened, like, for five years, nothing. And then I said, well, I cried my eyes out, and I said, I'm going to let it go because why pursue something that you love but doesn't love you back? 
So mm-hmm. I said, no, if it comes my way, because I do love it. I do love acting. If it comes my way, I'll do it. If it doesn't, I'm not going to depend on it as my living anymore. Cause that made me more desperate because I wanted to make it my living and it wasn't going to happen. I mean, it still hasn't happened, but I'm booking more. I've done print work, which was nice. Great. Yeah. I, I've done print work. So that part I'm okay with. So if it comes, it comes, you know, I booked Bosch legacy and I didn't think I was going to book that. <laughs> you just said that. Well, congratulations. First of all, um, you just said the key word fun and it stops being fun when you're not getting the response that you want and you expect a certain response because you've given you, you know, your, your worth and you're like, okay, I mean, come on now. And so it's, it becomes more laborious because you're not, you know, oh, I got to, okay, now I got to memorize these lines. I got to work on this scene. I got to tape it. I got to send it. And it's not, and again, like I was saying, you have to be the director. You have to be the casting director. You have to be the this, the this, the this, instead of just walking in and being the character. And so I think that's true. It's, it's very true about the fun. You have to have fun. And when it stops being fun, and it is, and I, and I, believe wholeheartedly that you should grieve i believe because you're holding it in sit down and cry hit the wall scream howl at the moon i didn't fucking get it i really wanted that job excuse my french that's okay i don't i I don't (laughs) you can swear (laughs) i've been trying real hard not to i've got the worst mouth you have to let it go and and in tears and that is one way of doing that you know, trying to be, oh, I, I rise above it is not true. You want that. Why the f- are you even doing this if you don't want to work? Mm-hmm. I once met um, Eric LaSalle, who was a very well-known actor, and he mm-hmm. was on ER, and he was substituting for my teacher. Walked outside, and we we're talking, and I go, yeah, I mean, if you do good in the room, that's the best you could do. Don't worry about it. He goes, no. The best you could do is book the job. That is true. I'm not doing this for the hell of it. But I think that people don't understand, and it sometimes annoys me when you go into a casting office and they move you in and out. I go, I spent at least three hours learning what you sent me and practicing. You could at least give me five freaking minutes. Yeah. You know who I I love is Mark Teschner. He cast General Hospital. And he's... I was recurring always as a nurse somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's a dear friend. We have the same birthday actually. Oh. And he once said that he gives actors all the time they need because it's a 4-hour process, the, the audition. And he's not talking about the preparation. He's talking about the audition itself. Get up, you shower, you put on your makeup or your clothes, whatever. You get in the car, you're sitting in the traffic for about an hour. You park, you sit in the waiting room. You see the other people, you got to get your mind into the game and you do it. And then you get back in your car another hour to go home or whatever. And he goes, that takes a lot of energy and you have to respect that people do that. You have to respect their time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, you do. We're about to wrap up. Okay. Is there anything that you want to uh, say as a, a closing? I just wish everyone well. If this is your passion, don't let anyone deter you. 
Um, much like what Sonia said, you know, it may not be to the level that you think, because sometimes people think that stardom is the end all be all. And you know what? It isn't that hot. I have friends who have been very lucky to have won Academy Awards, been very, you know, recognized worldwide, and you go out to dinner with them, and there's no peace. Can I have an autograph? You know, and you're and you're hounded all the time, and your privacy is gone, and and that might be fun for a minute. It's and for people who can handle it, because there's more pressure. The higher you go, the more pressure you get. Not to say that you don't want to ever get to that point. But now it's nice because people can do their own content and you have many outlets, YouTube, you know, TikTok, if we still have it, I don't know. Treat yourself well, love yourself, be kind with yourself. You're only doing the best you can with the limited amount of resources that you have. Mm -hmm. And you're up against some heavy hitters. So if you can stay in class, sharpen your tools. Don't think that, you know, because you took a class three years ago or you went to college, you got to be contemporary with what's being hired right now. I mean, I know some people who their kids get out of college and they did great at whatever, you know, university and they're not working. Well, yeah, because now you're competing with kids that live here who are in a class with acting teachers who are in the know with the casting people, with the producers, and they know what they want. You've got to know your audience. You've got to know the genre. Don't be lazy. Do your homework. Know who the players are know who the people are that are hiring and know what kind of material they like. Yeah. You know, just, it's not, not one size fits all. Not in this industry. Well, no. Norma, thank you. Thank you so much for doing. You're welcome. Show. Many blessings to you. Yes, you Let's too. Let's get a job together. Let's yes. work together and play. Yes. So thank you. You're welcome. And good luck everyone. Thank you for listening to Overheard at Chica's Cafe. You can find us on Spotify and other podcast platforms. Visit us at overheardatchicascafe.com and on our Facebook page at Overheard Chica. This is where all friends meet. <laughs>